0: hello and welcome to cherry stem number 34 (laughs) 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 this show is brought to you by you um namely those of you who are patrons uh and of course viewers uh, and listeners you guys are amazing too uh and we really appreciate you joining us for this hour a bit of an abridged uh, cherry stem uh, this time um but I would like to direct your attention to the screen. If you'd like to support the show in a direct, meaningful capacity, as well as get some goodies after the show in the form of a patron after-show chat, check out patreon.com/anna cherry. I recommend the challenger mode. It is um, lewd, but not really, you know, that much. Uh, you you can avoid all the nudity by uh, staying below the hardcore mode. It is named that for a reason. And of course, you will directly be able to join our after shows, have priority uh, reading of your comments, and a lot of other good things.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I'm over here crunching really loudly. Take that.
0: Not loudly, just, it's not lunch hour, it's stem hour. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you're listening to us uh, during your lunch hour, let's let's munch together one of these days. <laughs> we'll have a mukbang cherry stem.
1: <laughs> that would be great. So uh, one of the other things is, maybe do it go a little bit shorter today but uh, I'm hoping that you'll be inspired to go and deep dive some stuff we're gonna talk about because it's gonna be very controversial uh, you're gonna be like you're either gonna be on one side or the other uh, pretty strong and that is you're gonna be the uh, kind of agnostic well I don't know and I don't care or you're gonna be like no way that's crap you know and so like if you think it's well uh, either one of those things I'd like to forgot for you guys to if you're interested, duke it out in the comments and uh, and tell us why you think it's absolute trash and you don't you don't buy none of that crap, or uh, you know tell us how it's like. Whoa, that is uh, a big old pile of weirdness.
0: Exactly, it'll be uh, fun and good and awesome. But let's start with something non-controversial and actually good news. Hey, yo, you know, good things. Uh, We have some of those, some good news. (laughs) not all doom and gloom and asteroids are going to hit us and and other things that we'll get into later uh, that may or may not be so positive, but let's start off with a group of scientists at Kaunas University of Technology, KTU, in Lithuania, uh, have created a biodegradable plastic uh, which decays in a compost in a couple of years. It's called, well, it might not have an official name, but the style of material is called a bioplastic and the one that was created at KTU is transparent. And all the materials in its consumption are suitable for contact with food. So we are talking about replacing the uh, BPA, which already is on its way out, but um, a lot of plastic water bottles, a lot of plastic processed food containers, There is microplastics have been found in, you know, humans as well as animals. And I think
1: they, they found like at the top of the fucking Himalayas or something. It's like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah.
0: It's in the <laughs> oceans. It's in the air. It's in the mountains. It's in our bodies. Uh, and of course, um, one of my gripes with BPA and plastic waters, uh, the plastic water bottles that were used in the past, and the reason why so many talk about their bottles being BPA-free, which is, um, BPA is a, uh, an acronym for something I don't remember off the top
1: of my head. By (laughs) It
0: definitely, (laughs) bisphenol A. There we go. What is the A? I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, it has been implicated in a tremendous amount of uh, prostate cancer, specifically. So, uh, if you guys know me and what... uh, That's one of the
1: major killers of men, period. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So, if you know which marginalized groups I'm particularly interested in um, being an activist for... Uh, you know why this in particular is is kind of an issue for me um, very it is close to home in in a way uh, because it is a protected group of mine that it it targets
1: yeah and the number of people who are still going to suffer from the long-term effects of BPA uh, they they were talking about how it's going to be the next DDT because it was one of those things where it just would have long long lasting uh, far-reaching effects and I think a lot of people are not going to really know uh, how how much they've been affected by the BPA because now they're finally kind of sweeping it under the rug real quickly. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that. Uh, let's get rid of that. Yeah, we were. That was uh, no, don't hold us responsible. But I think there's a lot of people who are still going to suffer the effects of having been exposed to this toxic chemical in all these different, um, you know, containers, etc.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things I'm really uh, excited about be, moving away from BPA in general. But the fact that we can replace a lot of these things that we use for more conventional uh, plastics that are derived from petroleum products, if we can use, uh, you know, naturally created bioplastics, I'm much more in favor of that. Um, So I really- Yeah, we're choking
1: choking all the the, the fish and wildlife and and, you know, all these- We're also
0: getting all the fish high, especially in UK where they found tremendous amounts of cocaine in the freshwater shrimp. And fish because all the medicines that we take and the drugs that we take run off into the water supply.
1: Yeah. And people, you know, every time we talk about animals, it always reminds me, it's like, you know, there's, I know there's people out there who's like, we don't care about animals for, it's like, um, because they have a big impact on humans. It's like, you know, we're not trying to save the earth. We're trying to save our own asses. The the, the earth will still be here after we fucking destroy everything that that supports us and keeps us alive. It'll still be here. We're not trying to save the earth. We're trying to save our own asses. That's what we're trying to (laughs) say.
0: Yeah, we didn't. (laughs) evolve in space in a vacuum of, of nothingness. We evolved on this planet in cooperation with other animals that we use for food, for shelter, for medicines, for a variety of things. We we are an interdependent ecological system, and to see humans as completely aside and apart from this ecological system in which we involved in, evolved in is just kind of, well, the same as not believing in evolution. Uh, so. <laughs> It has its place um, among some peoples, and I won't pass a judgment onto them, but let's just say I'd like to take a different direction because uh, it helps me predict and prognosticate and in general have a better handle on my world, and I like that. No moral judgment, just, you know,
1: well, I when just I was, usefulness. Yeah, what I was first, uh, you know, kind of looking at, because I, I went from, you know, being taught creationism and all that when I was younger, mm-hmm. and then it's, you know, once I started understanding how much useful information is available just to understanding, just increasing your theory of mind. Uh, it basically, by not understanding that uh, we are primates, there's all these different things that humans do that make no sense at all. You just have to accept carte blanche is just you know, that's just what humans do, and they're unpredictable, and who knows why they do all these things. And then you you find out you know some primatology and stuff, and you're like, oh, all this shit completely fucking makes sense. It's stupid, but it completely makes sense, and it's predictable, and, and fits within you know a very easily understood set of circumstances. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, you know, there's some some use there. I think there's a there's so many religious people who are now at least accepting the idea that God created the world through evolution, and uh, and so they they know that it doesn't have to. They don't have to give up their religious beliefs to, you know, um, understand that this is just a method by which God did stuff. So at least there is that, um, you know, thing that I think has, has been kind of a that's that's pretty common nowadays. A lot of people don't, you know, feel like that it's a that it in any way countermands or contradicts their I, their belief in God to, you know, understand the world around them a little better. So that's cool. What, are Fairly, you, what are you typing over there?
0: I uh, derped. Ah. So, it is. Did you drop
1: on anything else? Are we, are we broadcasting? Are we, can you hear us? Yes, we, yes, you sure? yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> we've de- we've I done mean, this before.
0: As far as, well, somebody's responding to antibiotics comments, so they definitely can hear us. Ah, good. And I do have, uh, thanks to YouTube, um, analytics of average watch time, current viewers, playbacks, all of that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, we are definitely broadcasting and we can definitely be heard. I just didn't include the proper title, so <laughs> my bad um, on that my mistake. Uh, so yeah, all right. Um, that's good news. Um, bad news. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the insulin, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard about those dirty illegal immigrants crossing the border just to get medicine. Yeah, we're talking about Americans going to Canada to get insulin. Uh, that's a real thing, um, that's happening and I was kind of curious as to why and, um, Part of me assumed that it had to do with the general um, insurance, healthcare, lack of universal healthcare, that whole problem in the US, but apparently insulin prices have been skyrocketing. So it's not just that people may not uh, have the kind of coverage they used to have and came to rely on in one way or another, but it's that the prices in general themselves are going up. So not only are people going to Canada to get their own insulin um, there, um, but uh, there is a Bay Area Biohackers group that started the Open Insulin Project, where they are attempting to create um, their own insulin. So biohacking. So that's
1: the good part of it.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's the good part. Of it. Uh, Bring once me back get, around. Yeah, bioplastics, biohacking, the good bio stuff. But, I mean, of course, it's not in any kind of complete form. At this point, the Open Insulin Project has managed to genetically engineer yeast cells to produce an insulin precursor. So it is still very much in the early stages of it, but, you know, it looks promising. Uh, Anthony DiFranco, um, no relation uh, <laughs> to Philly D, uh the group's founder, uh, recently told. But he Deutsch, still loves your face. <laughs> recently told Deutsche Well that um, in a corner of any room, you could make enough for fifty thousand to one hundred thousand people, and it doesn't require much in terms of labor to produce a substantial amount of insulin. So once they get this project, you know, fully developed, then that should be uh, very very good. However, of course, um, the process of making insulin genetically engineered some yeast, etc., that may make, may seem simple, but you know, keep making it safe for people <laughs> that may not be so simple. Um, and so, you know, bless the, the project and, and, and give it lots of luck <laughs> in its, um, attempt to, to take care of this, this issue that we are now having. Um, I mean, diabetes is kind of a big problem. Um, <laughs> in fact, um, I have this awesome new thing that uh is very very new study uh research and i mean that's part of new seed that we give you guys lots of new stuff um that just recently came out so this one was in april first um so yeah early april not necessarily super new but there's awesome uh converging evidence um that suggests that the mesolimbic dopamine system is directly affected by the increase in inflammatory cytokines, which are associated with chronic low-grade inflammation. So this idea of can't or won't engage in exercise, uh, for instance, specifically, actually comes down to low-grade inflammation. And one of the things um, that the study points out and others is that, you know, the the amount of um, disorders (laughs) that are linked to um, actually food, the way we ingest it and the way it uh, produces inflammation in our bodies, and there's pretty much a direct link now to our dopamine system and the specifically aspects of dopamine system that have to do with a willingness to expend effort for reward.
1: Yeah, so. you wonder where willpower comes from? It comes from dopamine. Yep. I mean, unless you want to believe your, your brain is magic, and uh, which case we can't really help you, but. Uh, and there is specific things yeah the, the whole idea of willpower it you know there there is this interplay between thoughts and neurochemicals and that is kind of like a, you know water in a riverbed there's you know there there's a feedback loop there and water over time changes the course of the the riverbed and the riverbed is what's guiding the water same thing is true of your thoughts and your neuro neurochemicals because they are basically the same thing occurring but it's there's one is one is a little more short-term one's a little more long-term but either way, there's a there's a direct correlation between these things that you can track down, and uh, you know when it comes to willpower, that is something that is uh, that that comes from something, and it comes from you know receptor densities, it comes from you know uh, how active your dopamine system is, and so that it, what, you know it's funny is I've actually kind of tracked it down to uh, people who are a little more on the conservative side tend to have a little bit better dopamine system mm-hmm. and uh, are usually uh, a little more um, forceful in their personality because of that, mm-hmm. and and it's. Uh, and it is kind of a uh, a little bit of a, a, a privilege, I suppose. That they, they don't really uh, recognize usually mm-hmm. that it's that, that they have this impetus. They just, just have
0: more willpower. But the yeah, it's because, because easier for them to pull themselves because up because the their world. Bootstraps. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because the world is more satisfying, mm-hmm. and it is, and they have more gusto coming through every day in their – You know, some of it does have to do with thought patterns. You know, that, in other words, you can you if you're uh you know a more depressive and more you know there it is important that you manage your mind and that can help some but there are things that happen in your health that can make it where you do not have as much of a impetus as, as much of a viewpoint as much of a what just you know where does that energy come from you wake up in the morning you know a lot of people don't just wake up in the morning they, you know they feel and people who do a lot of times they feel like that's me that's all me now it's not all you there's a lot of that has to do with your health and your, you know, your genetics and uh, a whole lot of things that are that have nothing to fucking do with you, uh, but they happen to benefit you, and and make you have a little more willpower. And some people have less. But then each one of us has these waves that go up and down. And knowing that there is something that you can kind of start a feedback loop headed in the right direction. You can always start a feedback loop that heads in the wrong direction uh, as well. You know, thinking depressively, not you know allowing allowing yourself to. You know kind of uh you know go in that direction mentally a little more instead of uh, uh you know reaching for more of satisfaction that's what dopamine is mostly um uh related to and mm-hmm. so there is a there is a both desire and satisfaction are related to dopamine in other words we you're when you're looking to the future and keeping your eyes on the prize and you know all a lot of those things they have to do with kind of your typical coach tropes you know whether they what your coach would tell you to do keep your eyes on the prize and,
0: or a typical successful person right. tropes.
1: And a lot of those things do are, are you know kind of important to uh, uh, as, a, as a, a pathway to kind of beat down you know into your head and have like a, like a cause a beaten path I don't know if you uh, you know you go we were just out and kind of in the woods and you know, there was these little pathways down uh, that go through the woods in the in our park, and it's like, well, where did that pathway come from? Well, it came from people kind of taking the same, you know, uh, path through the woods repeatedly, and eventually, kind of the grass gets beaten down, and so the same thing happens in your brain. It's like the more that you're doing something, the easier it is to traverse that area, mm-hmm. and you kind of create a beaten path in your brain by through habit. So, you know, a lot of those tropes that all the coaches and things like that have. They are, uh, you know, they're valuable. They're, they're something that is important, and that is that is basically setting yourself up to have dopamine too. And so a lot of that has to do with thankfulness, mm-hmm. but it, uh, but and, you know it can't also known as
0: prayer sometimes.
1: Yeah, a lot of times people <laughs> who are in the habit of praying, they so, they're they focusing on their, their thankfulness. To recap, you
0: know. uh, what, what we're started, uh, not to recap, but to sort of uh, add a little more context before we go any further, the uh, what we were talking about in, in case our mic was a little low at the moment at the time. Um, we have noticed or we have tracked um, scientific evidence and psychological studies, et cetera, that indicate that people who uh, label themselves or consider themselves to be on the conservative spectrum towards the conservative side, anyway, uh, right wing, et cetera, they tend to have a m- more healthy dopamine system.
1: Yeah. So, so it's a, um, it is kind of a forward looking, I mean, and everything can go wrong. I mean, there, there is, there is a, uh, where, where the uh, that's the thing I, I really feel like everybody should kind of be at a balance of having both the conservative and liberal viewpoints and I think a lot of people who consider themselves conservative or liberal tend to be uh, uh, more towards the middle I think that's the dominant group whereas it's the we hear a lot from those extremists at both ends but mm-hmm. I think that that most people are a lot closer to the middle than the people that we tend to hear from a lot yeah and, and, I, and I think that that's that's really the healthy area because there is a a give and take and a loss to like we were just talking yeah, about all both. the positive things that, that have to do with that keeping your eyes on the prize moving forward thinking about the future well when you're you know a lot of times that can become obsessive behavior and you're so obsessed with looking to the future that you eventually become dissatisfied and nothing will satisfy you and so you're always chasing after that dopamine and so it's a, uh, you end up being a bit like a drug addict mm-hmm. you end up being like a cokehead you know that's that is you you tend to bring your brain into that that path so far where you're not you know not you know uh, being more thankful for what you have and you're always focused on the future instead of on the present and on what you already have and, you know, and making sure to check. So there's, and and that's the thing is so, so in the other direction that, that pulling back and and saying, okay, well, you know, uh, being satisfied with what I've got already and, and, you know, there, there are things that are kind of more towards the middle end that that is, goes back towards the liberal perspective, which can go of course off the rails as well where you end up in analysis paralysis because you're you know you're looking at uh instead of moving forward you're trying to decide what's the right way to go and and, and you know everything is a little dissatisfying because it's like well i'm not sure if that's a good way or that's a good way and you know and all of those things that is kind of more the you know a liberal leaning perspective that can when it goes wrong you can kind of be stuck in this uh not moving forward uh sort of perspective and so there's you know, well, some people
0: would say what's what's wrong with going forward what's you know what's wrong with being completely yeah well you go just
1: straightforward you're not you're you're not when you're not t- sit stepping back and saying is this the right direction Is this the good way am to I do being things? an idiot am I being an idiot am i uh, uh, dissatisfied or you know it's like what's the difference between d- being dissatisfied with your life and having ambition? well, there really isn't a difference it's just one can go too far having a little bit of ambition is about you know continual improvement looking yourself for and those things around you, but everybody knows that being you're wanting to improve your life and improve yourself and move forward can become an obsessive, uh, focus that where you end up re- sacrificing your family, sacrificing, you know, your, your, your actual happiness to be chasing after something that, you know, cause you, cause you're not satisfied with you. you gotta, oh, I gotta get the bigger house, the bigger car, the guy, the this gotta have that. You gotta keep upgrading, kind of keep going forward and you're never happy about anything. And so you can see how this, never satisfied goes along with that dopaminergic system but it's like you have to have also both being... the satisfaction and the 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 you know desire looking forward to the future but not overcome with desire you can't be overcome with desire or overcome with with satisfaction being completely complacent with mm-hmm. your life and that's where you know, there is being satisfied and, and thankful for your life can go overboard. It's you know, what what's wrong with being thankful? What's wrong with being happy with what you've got and focusing on on the, uh, on that everything that you have is good enough instead of you know constantly having to chase after more. Well, eventually, that being overly complacent means that you're not moving forward with the world. The world continues to take you know c- c- continues to take things, continues to there continues to be injuries because things are changing, and so that's why you have to have this you know continually also- uh, Trying to improve because otherwise you you'll get left behind.
0: And of course, there's the idea that we're talking about thankfulness, and uh, sometimes those who are not focusing on thankfulness believe that everything they gained they're entitled to.
1: Oh yeah. Oh god.
0: Which is the the defining trait of conservatism. But on the other hand...
1: Well, hyper, you mean like overly fundamentalist kind of, you know, that when you're going too far and, and you believe Well, that,
0: Republican, because the lack of social uh, programs right. for elderly, lack of any kind of safety net. Right, it's
1: like, I did it all. And it's basically, it's just being a fucking simpleton. It's like, no, you didn't. You had the help of your family. You had the help of the of, uh, generations of people who created roads. And, and you know, there's, there's all these people who are doing all these various jobs that are supporting you. And if you're not looking at that, and you're an arrogant piece of shit. Right. Uh, and, but, so, and so
0: being <laughs> thankful is actually a very, very important... Important, very important uh, attitude that comes from the left that we all need to adapt but at the same time as you were saying that has its drawbacks of being too well, complacent
1: same, right and it's the same thing with pride again once again what we're talking about right there was was being overly prideful but at the same time you do have to give yourself some credit you do have to be th- uh, say, yeah I did something and it was good and now yeah. and it's satisfying that I did good things and I believe I did good things that I did fucking work hard and then, you know, the, and it did end up paying off. Just recognizing that a lot of things are not in your control, when it comes to circumstances, that's what the humility is about. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of good religions teach you about humility. Now you don't want to be
0: so. <laughs> yeah,
1: you don't want to be so uh, uh, so humble that you believe you're a piece of crap all the time, and believe believe everyone else is a piece of crap, and then you're just stuck in this depressive. I'm shit, you're shit, everybody's shit. And it's like I, I hate it when people have that kind of perspective. It's like that, no, you're not shit when you're actually trying hard, and even if things aren't going well, even if it's not going the direction that you want, you're not making the progress you want. You're still seeing yourself as shit is just a self limiting you know prophecy and you have to see that it's like i have made even when they were those small strides it's because I, I put work into it with the situation with what i had there and it's like yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to change the situation yeah i'm gonna try for more but i have to be satisfied that i did what i could with what i had you know so and apologies
0: for the background noise uh i was just thinking last night that our cat doesn't seem to be playing with his toy that much anymore and as soon as we started the podcast he decided to play with it again <laughs> um, so that's, that's what that is. Um, but bringing it back to our point, um, this finding should illuminate and give compassion to people who do have a strong dopamine system to realize that in our current age of the the SAD, the SAD, Standard American Diet, and how much it promotes low-grade chronic inflammation as well as a lot of people are on uh, antihistamines or a variety of other allergies. Um, I just studied and- study
1: today. This is a great example. Mm-hmm. It's like what you're talking about is there's these things that start from early in life, like you know kids being fed a ton of sugar, fucks with their insulin from very, very fucking early on, and that changes so much. And that but changes you know what, their
0: ability to exercise. You know what and- else they
1: found out? You know how everything switching to very blue LED lights and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. that massively alters a child's a child's a circadian rhythm. And mm-hmm. uh, so a child's circadian rhythm that when they are, when they are exposed to high blue lights uh, uh, later at night. It's not as much for adults and anywhere near as much as it is for children. It alters their circadian rhythm and makes it difficult for them to sleep. And, and when they don't have the appropriate sleep, it causes stress hormones. It changes to the, their brain. And so it basically put, makes them more of a, yeah. And, and also makes stress them more directly. of a risk taker seeking out, you know, uh thing. It's just, there's all these things that change their brain overall, and it can actually lead them towards anhedonia, which is anhedonia is a state at which the world is less satisfying. In other words, everybody who hasn't, um, if, you, if you haven't expo- been exposed to anything other than alcohol, you really don't understand that there are very different uh, sets of. Uh, Wait, okay, <laughs> I'm getting the uh, move along. <laughs> there, there's different sets of. Um, circumstances that well, you know, I got, I got. If I'd
0: like for you to acknowledge it, I would have said it out loud. Yeah, the whole know, point but... is signaling to you from behind the scenes is that nobody knows.
1: Um, yeah, but you got me. You totally distracted me. I lost my train of thought. Well,
0: it's just we. It is supposed to be short, and I'm noticing us going off away from the.
1: Okay, well, let's move on then. The, the
0: the the thing, but you got me. I'm sorry, but also that goes to basically the point is have more empathy for other people that you feel are uh, not as good at things as you, such as people who don't exercise. Maybe they can't um, because of the way inflammation affects their dopamine system. And also as you were saying children, uh, generation Z, uh, you know, uh, well, So many
1: different technologies have fucked them. But yeah. at the same time, there is hope, and that is understanding it. Yes. Understanding it means you can find tools. And if you can find tools, you can overcome the problems. But the point is, instead of believing in this bootstrap bullshit, you can see that it's like, yeah, there are disadvantages, there are advantages, there are shit, and so you've got to find find the way around instead. And that is the more... Instead, It's it's not saying give everybody a pass and an excuse and we're all just fall apart and not even try. Instead, it's look at what, look at what is causing all of these problems. Don't, don't, you know, pay no attention to them. Don't believe they don't exist, but find the sources of them and help find the way around If you are one of those people who are suffering from these various disadvantages, know that there is a way around. If you can search for it, it's not just this, un, uh, you know, intractable problem that you can't do anything with, that there is a that there is some way that you can find tools you can figure out what's wrong and just always believing that there is a way around is they is the thing that I wanted to emphasize
0: mm-hmm. and you know that perfectly leads into our next topic uh, which I'd like to get to the space uh, topic but also give our uh, patrons in the after show uh, a bit more time as we're really pressed for time today uh, unfortunately we had a um, a project uh, sprung on us uh, at the last minute that we literally found out about yesterday uh, in the middle of the night, last night, <laughs> going to sleep. So um, we would like to be able to do these cherry stems every Monday, but, you know, schedule is not the best. Um, so sorry in advance. I'm sorry to everybody. I'm sorry to my co-host. I'm sorry to our <laughs> to sorry, our sorry. viewers. I'm, I'm definitely... No, I mean,
1: you mean... Thank you for ba- for your patience.
0: Thank thank you for putting up with our need to have a shorter schedule, and for and thank you for, for not uh, being frustrated with me trying to hurry things along as a as a as a show dominatrix with my whip. <laughs> so so thank you very much for your patience and for your understanding. Uh, but what you were saying perfectly leads into our um, next topic, which is neurofeedback. Uh, study published in 2019 excuse me uh, you were doing neurofeedback when I met you which was almost 13 years ago so yep new study my butt
1: <laughs> right? there's but so much it? information available already back then it's just it's people uh, they needed to be part of consensus before they'll accept it doesn't matter if there's mountains of evidence mm-hmm. if it's not consensus if somebody if some group of elders hasn't put their stamp of uh, of approval on it and and their opinion people, people it's amazing how much even people in science are driven by opinion
0: and in this case it almost seems to be uh who's gonna fund that because the study that came out in 2019 uh, looked at military specifically ah. so so let's talk about what what we're talking about uh neurofeedback of course um if you notice down below in the description of the show there will be an rss link uh, to this uh, podcast, you can also go to patreon.com/anna cherry, and all of the supplemental information from this show will be included there. They are public posts. You can click on the cherry stem tag that is there on the front page, or you can go to posts and just scroll through until you find a public post, uh, as all cherry stem uh, episodes are. And all the information will be there. So we're talking about neurofeedback and the way it's revolutionizing stress management. And we have the actual study, as well as the Medium article around it, which you may or may not need a subscription to read. So uh, let me just do some um, excerpts from it. I believe you get up to three free reads a month. So uh, if you want to use it on anything, use it on this. And we're basically talking about how fear, stress, and anxiety are some of the biggest dangers to our mental health. In fact, Generation Z has been uh, known to have the most uh, depression and anxiety uh, of all uh, other generations currently so uh, the amygdala which you've heard us talk about before probably many times is a brain structure involved in emotional experiences such as fear and anxiety also social learning um, so stressful experiences can adjust the sensitivity of the amygdala but of course it depends on how you classify those experiences how you interpret them so uh, one of the the beneficial things that some people do uh, for uh, irrational phobias is exposure therapy So they uh, repeatedly expose themselves to the fearful stimulus in order to desensitize the fearful response because it's in a safe setting and so they can rewrite some of that association uh, with the stressful stimulant. Same with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and that's what the study was looking at. It was looking at soldiers and post-traumatic stress disorder. And one of the things that you can do is uh, experience the feelings that would trigger an episode uh, of post-traumatic stress disorder. However, you can do it in a, in a way that decouples the memory the, from the experience. So you're having the sensation, the stress in your amygdala without necessarily activating all of those memories and having flashbacks and all of that. So how are they helping soldiers do that? Well, the way neurofeedback exists, uh, the way neurofeedback works as it exists currently, is that you basically, uh, it's a training program where you can have the computer system give you positive or negative feedback based on what it is that you're doing. Brain so,
1: activity. Specifically, yes, brain specifically brain activity.
0: Yes, yes. you actually have it hooked up to your, your head and, and all of that. Um, basically, what you do is you experience whatever it is they want you to experience or controlling an avatar or just you know doing some sort of game-like experience. And whenever your brain goes to the right frequency uh, Let's say alpha brainwave and in, in the case that I was uh, exposed to when I first learned about neurofeedback the the training was to Find where you're completely relaxed meditative not specifically meditative But a completely relaxed like easygoing alpha brainwave state is and whenever you reach that so you try to do that However, you try to do that you relax you lay back you like think of good things and whenever your brain activity reaches the alpha brainwave state the game will reward you, the neurofeedback will reward you, and so you try to reach that again. And so, as you were talking about the beaten path, you're essentially trying to do that. You're trying to train your brain how to relax on command because you're, you know, I mean, you may not know what it is you're specifically doing, but you are training muscle memory in a way in your brain.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot like muscle memory uh, in the brain, but it's like it's for your whole brain getting you to a specific point and It's in there's it's just like uh, for instance a lot of times uh, You can get dogs to do really complex stuff and they don't really know what they're doing along the way But they just be- want that treat right because well and it's not even that they don't think about it It's right. they feel about it and it's the the feelings that guide them in, in the background if
0: you ever danced you ever been a dancer or anything like it or no dancers there's a curious thing that happens with that with uh, Choreography where after a while, when, once you start learning specific steps to a specific song, after a while, you don't, you're not consciously making your body move. It just knows when to do what to do based on the music, based on the sequence. It's, it's, you or know, if you can remember the first time you
1: were taught to drive, how conscious you were of where your foot was and mm-hmm. where the brake pedal was and where your hands were on the wheel and all that nonsense that made it really difficult or better yet. Uh, If you uh, remember when you first, if you have, or when you first started playing golf, where it's like, you got to move your hip here, hold it like this, twist it that way, move this. You know, there's like 400 different things you're supposed to remember. And if you get caught up in thinking of every single one of those things, there's no way you're just going to slice the ball into the fucking woods every, every shot. But if you can, you can get to the point where your body is just doing it. You're not thinking about it at all. You're just doing it. I guess that's true with baseball, with a lot of different sports. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of automated response. Well, that sort of thing you want to train for the way that your mind feels, the, the, the habitual, how you feel in the background. You want to be able to train that same kind of thing. Well, that's what neurofeedback is for.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, it's essentially the subconscious finding ways to achieve the goals that you set for it. And one of the greatest ways to train your subconscious is with a reward. Um, so that is one of the things that they're employing uh, the main thing that they're employing in neurofeedback is to train your brain uh, Based on rewarding stimuli. And so in this case they used um, soldiers and they gave them a little avatar um, to um, move around the screen and uh, You know, they made the thing they did they, they moved it around um, and they learned how to not have a very stressful response to yeah. a stressful situation, Okay, so, so what you what training you, their amygdala.
1: What you described earlier, by the way, I think you said exactly the opposite. You oh. said made them have the stress uh, instead uh, without the experience, and I well, think what I'm, you mean is have the experience without the stress? Yes. Right.
0: Um, well, in other words, what I meant is that they're experiencing the stressful trigger, so sight, sound, whatever that is activating okay, their amygdala
1: without, without feeling kind of, stressed. Right.
0: Right, right. So yeah.
1: decoupling the memory, which is, uh, you know, situational mm-hmm. from the feelings that or come stress. with it. And yes. that's the point is, that yes. it is, to, get, is to, to, to try to de- disconnect those things.
0: Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, so, you know, since we're talking about the military, um, let's move on to our, our best and greatest topic that is really not news at all, for those who have been paying attention. But uh, it's just been... Um, Quite affirmed uh, recently and if you have that that Facebook video, we could uh, we could play uh, a portion of it um, Oh, I
1: could yeah, yeah. Uh, I could send it to you. here. Excellent.
0: Please do. Uh, but basically the question is how Seriously should we take the recent reports uh, of UFOs? Well, ask the Pentagon <laughs> uh, Speaking of the military, um, it is quite very much a thing um, that UFOs confirmed, guys like yeah, well, it's confirmed. Not, it mean, it
1: confirmed by the military directly by the Navy now, most recently. Okay, so like right. there was there was the the um, confirmation that came out with these various videos that were that were associated with this one particular guy who was part of a. a a program that was like 23 million dollar program or something which really isn't that big of a budget i mean people talk about that being a huge budget but uh compared to other military things i don't know it doesn't seem like that much Mm -hmm. but the point is there's uh it's now kind of been just released again in the past couple weeks uh that you know it's specifically the navy back in 2004 saw hundreds and hundreds of sightings of uh of these ufos where they perform um Maneuvers, but they, they, they move at speeds that are far beyond our current technology and, 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 and they perform maneuvers that uh, should be completely against uh, Principles of physics uh, as we currently know them.
0: Yes, uh, in fact, there's a most recent one which uh, the first article in, that we have is 2018 where the SETI and Pentagon have confirmed it uh, not to mention we have this awesome news rule uh, we're going to show you but um, This one that came out in May 26 uh, 2019 on uh, New York Times here's a quote by a lieutenant um of the uh army i think i'm not entirely oh he's a um slash a 18 super hornet pilot who's been with the navy as you were saying for 10 years so the navy that's right um lieutenant in the navy said these things would be out there all day keeping an aircraft in the air requires a significant amount of energy with the speeds we observed 12 hours in the air is 11 hours longer than we'd expect
1: yeah of course so there's a variety of things that are just. Right. Way beyond uh, now. I mean, of course, most people are going to want to believe. Well, it's like, well, it's just that means somebody's got some massive technology, and maybe it's just the um,
0: the Russians it, or the Chinese. No, it's not,
1: then they'd be doing bad things, but because uh, 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 they'd be they're true. the bad guys. Right, right. Uh, but the, the which uh, sorry, I, I don't. I'm I'm kind of saying that tongue in cheek because it's funny. But anyway, the uh, one of the things it's like that most people uh, try to uh, default to right away is that oh well, it's just high technology and these people that don't have the clearance level to know about this high technology that, that the u.s has and that's why they're allowed to be seeing it and that's what that's what most people are going to default to really quickly and i'm going to go over a whole bunch of other things here that are that show a pattern of information that support a very different viewpoint but first let's go ahead and, and address that one thing and specifically the the pilots who are these uh who are very well known Mm -hmm. um you know that have reported these things one of the things that they did do is it pissed them off mm -hmm. that specifically you know when you are when you are a fighter pilot there there are fucking procedures there are ways that you do things and not just that if you're part of the government and if you're part of the military there are certain rules you do not fucking break period fucking period and that is one of the things that they that they had that uh, pissed them off is these things that would zip right into the middle of their, their formations, which is totally. I mean, the unexpected, out of nowhere. That is a super, hyper dangerous thing. So, if you want to believe that it's some sort of drone that they, that that, uh, or that their we own have, people, then or... you then you also have to believe that are that somehow these people who are uh, who are taking care of the most advanced technology that we have are also these hyper irresponsible people, totally breaking all military protocols. So, if you want to believe that. And they yeah. haven't been okay, sacked fine. somehow. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a, you can believe that. But the, these objects, one of the guys who described it was like a, a, a square inside of a sphere. This is from the military people. This is now public knowledge that you can look up. But here,
0: Forget SETI, but Pentagon the Navy come on
1: yeah so and so this was all the way back in 2004 they've known about it for a really long time and they're only just now kind of coming out and saying yeah okay there's just massive amounts of evidence and these things do you know all the different things like turning 90 degrees in midair as it's traveling you know uh, at absurd speeds accelerating way way faster than than our technology says is possible period it, That it is possible to do it is these things are literally doing things that are impossible uh, and then, but now let me go and, and go over a wide variety of things. That's why I really like this This 13 Reasons to Believe Aliens is a real thing is, is a great little uh, little thing. Because, you know, I don't know if you were, uh, most people aren't aware that there are, that we now uh, estimate there are 40 billion Earth-like planets in the Goldilocks zone just in our galaxy not in the, all the other galaxies but just in our galaxy there is planet, 40 billion planets that I can support remember. life like ours
0: i remember when they were first searching for and the was, first planet and and like, the Goldilocks, they, we wonder if they the Goldilocks. exist Goldilocks. at all yeah. it's like
1: no they, we now <laughs> estimate we found so fucking many of them that there's 40 billion in our galaxy alone okay then um we, you can combine that with the fact that we found life forms that, you know, they live in acid, in salt, solid rock, boiling, frozen, and in the vacuum of outer space, and a 2,000 times the amount of radiation that would melt a human. So, in other words, the, the, the extremities that life can exist in are far beyond what we once believed. And all of these, a lot of the history of our disbelief came from these specific things. Um, then there's also, for uh, you know, the recent uh, astronomical observation of an interstellar object accelerating without an accelerant. Okay, so this is the
0: um
1: uh, 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 yeah. Is that the right name of it? I don't know. It's Hawaiian. <laughs> a and, it's, uh, and so this is an interstellar object that we track coming in from outer space, and then it accelerates. Okay, not and it, it's and it's accepted. Well, First off by the entire uh, community that it definitely does accelerate at a speed that is that is faster than uh, a any kind of asteroid. So therefore it behaves like a comet, but it is also accepted, period, that there is no accelerant. There's no outgassing anything. So there's no reason for it to be accelerating other than there being some sort of engine in it. Um, oh, then, right. Right. That's a memoir. Then, um, so there, there, of course, you, you combine that with the detailed recordings, the uh, sightings going back h- hundreds and thousands of years. Um, there's uh,
0: there's some uh, if you are a fan of 14th and 15th century religious art, there's some really interesting Jesus paintings with saucers in the background. Yeah, right. I kid you not. It's a well, thing. all of those
1: things seem like nonsense until you start putting together this larger picture. of am just saying all we have this, sightings where from you look at it from a thousand century. different angles, and they all give you the same picture. And that is like, for instance, well, to a, some
0: people, that is not the way that they believe things. They'd yeah, rather no, see they, one picture of Jesus with the UFO saucer behind him rather than 20 scientists telling them. Yeah,
1: that all of these th- uh, all of these things that point to the same information. Well, the way I work is, I if it if a thousand different things point to the same thing, then that is uh, grants it more validity. Not you know just because yes. somebody important said it. Uh, but the so then another information or
0: somebody important uh, disqualified. it.
1: Right. If you if you looked at, into any of the, uh, the one of the things that's really amped up recently are these these sightings that are uh, specifically triangular formations of these particular like dot like these are the ones. That they that they, the actual the pilots do describe, and one of the one of the favorite places the Hesdalen lights over Norway, and that's in Hesdalen, Norway, where they just they, they, it's just pretty much constant that they're always seeing and recording these UFOs that are uh, that are going you know they're once again defying um, any kind of physical uh, explanation. Would you like so,
0: to uh, run this video in the background on mute as we continue talking on a higher speed, or should we actually listen to it?
1: Oh, I think the, uh, the, the, the the it's entertaining. Okay, so this is because it goes is,
0: from so old to so new news reports. You know, yeah. It's, it's,
1: go, it's ahead. Pretty go ahead. Go lo- ahead. Play. Oh, it. oh this it's, is only a six minute it's video. It's so entertaining. Go ahead.
0: The other one that we saw was like 20, 30. It was a really long. The the, the
1: the number of sightings of the same phenomena all over the earth, uh, and recently, and you know that that go right along with this uh, this navy. I mean, of course, now the the. Um, the other fellow that was a couple of years ago who was part of that, that government program to discover um, whether or not you know, the UFOs were, were real. The one thing that they have de- determined, however, is that the UFOs are not a threat. That is what the, uh, the military, because it's been such a long standing phenomenon that has been uh, observed so frequently that they, that they basically have moved on it's like, okay, they're not interfering, they're not interacting, we have other things to do. We got other fish to fry. And that's basically the military, um, uh, what they do about it. So there's there's no point in them messing with it anymore. They know it's there, there's nothing they can do about it, and they're not hostile. So, I mean, like, when after they, they observed these guys for going on a few months, uh, the ship that was observing them eventually just, you know, left the area to go to the to Iraq area and, and continue something that was more important to them. In other words, it, it just, UFOs are just no longer important to them because they don't. There's when there's nothing you can do about it, and there's no, and it's not gaining you any advantage, or and it's not changing all that much, then you know it's okay, it's a phenomenon, we could deal with that later. We got we got bigger fish to fry because it's they're not a threat. So that's the thing the military doctrine around it is they are not a threat, they're not a concern, they're therefore not, you know, not really even, they're just old news, uh, but they are there. So, um the uh, you want to go ahead and, and play that because we yeah. got some other interesting things that go right along with this. Like for instance, uh, oh, well, I'll go ahead and mention it before we play it. The and that is that the um, uh, was was it specifically? What is it? Okay, Every, everybody's probably heard about the the first. Uh, probe dropped on the moon and the ro- moon rang like a bell. You probably heard about that if you've ever been interested in any of the moon stuff. Well, what was the most recent thing that they discovered?
0: Gotta talk about it later.
1: Oh, you're gonna have to talk about it later. Okay. Well, anyway, the, another thing that they found is all these uh, mysterious flashes of light on the moon's surface that nobody knows what causes them, and they last for hours and they're pretty, they're large, and you know, the most they can, yeah. they could think of is some that's sort of, swamp part gas. of the moon thing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah. just giving a uh, a little preview. Go
0: ahead. Cool. Yeah. We we have a a natural transition from okay. UFOs to the moon. Um, because that that was basically our last uh thing is. Oh, okay. Yeah. The moon. Um, and it's it isn't the title Metal Moon. All right. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, the flashes of light that were on the moon, are you uh, tying this uh, with the UFOs potentially? or? Well, I'm just
1: pointing out that there's all of this space-based phenomena. And the idea, like, the only thing left that anybody could argue is, like, well, it took them too long to get here. Well, first off, if you're basing that on relativity, which is what it's typically based on, that's no, false. It would, no, it would, well, Aside from that that would not affect the traveler in other words It would take a long period of time from the perspective of the people on each planet But according to relativity if you're traveling very close to the speed of light You'll be you would end up being slowed down such that your travel could be in like a single human life uh, in a single human lifetime You could travel thousands of light years because the space between places actually changes when you reach uh, speeds close to the speed of light and then there's other there's other uh questions about acceleration that i don't really want to get into but there are uh those things can be shown to be uh erroneous as well point is that there that there aren't any reasons why why, uh other civilizations could not travel here and within their lifetime even if you buy the 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 mainstream narrative even if that you just you you can't actually think outside of the box of, of whatever consensus is it's still, you, you're still okay. You're, you have, you're not breaking your, your consensus religion to believe that it's possible for, um, uh, you, for actual aliens to have uh, visited here. But go ahead.
0: And possibly have a base on the moon is yeah. what, you're, <laughs> and, what you're basically <laughs> say, getting to. Okay, right, we'll go ahead and, and play
1: this. This is a fun little thing.
0: All right, let's do this. Skies
1: over the weekend. anything hey, strange?
0: Many of our viewers dead. Some even caught the glowing orbs on tape. Glowing orbs flowing high in the
1: air. Thousands of people saw these four mysterious lights in the sky outside Phoenix Monday night. The United States Air Force said it could not identify them. Air traffic controllers from two different airports say they saw the lights, but they definitely were not from any of their airplanes. Above the skies of Northeast and East El Paso tonight, A sight that was a little more than stunning. This is what one of our photographers, Ray Moreno, caught on video. One solitary light that appears to be falling in the sky. But that light suddenly breaks apart into two, then three separate lights. Those lights then just freeze in the air and begin to hover. This is the weird, unsettling sight. Paul, a longtime pilot,
0: captured on tape. Mysterious red lights in a diagonal formation, just hovering
1: above his yard in Whippany. Strange lights over the skies of San Diego. Strange lights, strange lights over Liquid over Phoenix, Arizona. A group of unidentified flying objects in the sky over Manhattan. UFOs. We're kind of flying over Chicago. This is just a great mystery. What is this in the East Texas sky?
0: The same orbs have been spotted in London, Mexico, Canada, California, and Texas. So this is something that's in the sky
1: that people do not know what it is. Local 7 News at 5.30, a strange sighting above Boulder County a week ago. Three lights in the night sky. The folks who saw them are asking,
0: What the fuck? What
1: the hell is that?
0: Two. In the world is this
1: I have no idea what the hell that is and I'm about to shit my pants. yes it simply seems to be an interesting wave of sightings check this out the three lights are close to each other then spread out into this triangle pattern now look at the pattern side by side
0: this from Manhattan and the other tonight in El Paso I gotta tell you
1: they do look eerily similar.
0: If it looks familiar, it should. Remember the phoenix lights from the late 90s? Thousands saw the triangular glow in the night sky. The military said they were flares. Many are still skeptical.
1: Could these lights have been flares dropped from planes, which some say explains the phoenix phenomenon? But flares fall from the sky, and these did not, as you saw, so the mystery continues.
0: I'd like to uh, there's still a couple more minutes on this uh, and we will link this particular um, we will link this particular video in uh, the chat right now
1: yeah there's some films However, like, literally like hundreds of them in the sky yes. like hundreds
0: and I'd also like to point out that yes uh, for those who are latecomers um, to the show and just tuned in the military specifically the Navy and the pentagon uh, in 2018 and 2019 are now saying that they don't know what it is okay they're not saying it's swamp gas like they used to they're not saying it's flares like they used to they're saying they don't fucking know what it is
1: and and the funny thing is when you when you look into it it's kind of don't know don't care <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> which is kind of weird but i mean i kind of see it it's like if you if if you've been observing this shit for for years and years and years and it has absolutely no impact then eventually you got to get back to business eventually it's like okay we can't do anything about it it's just there it's just stuff it's like uh, it's like the military giving a shit about what's going on in astronomy they don't uh, they, they got they they're doing their military thing you know they got they got bigger fish to fry if it's not if it's not and, and that's what every report has come back they are not a threat they are not a threat not a threat and say so, and so the, because that's their whole job is threat assessment and they've assessed it and said it is not a threat repeatedly then basically at this point it's it's just moving forward and uh you know and it kind of ignoring it and so so that's the, that seems to be the way that the government is uh, handling it. it's like we've got to deal with you know all of our various wars that we're you know doing all over the planet and uh you know because we basically we do have war going on almost everywhere on the planet right now,
0: to the point uh, where generals uh, in the Pentagon have no idea where exactly we're having all the different wars that we are.
1: Yeah, we, we've got so, so many different deployments of, of people across the planet uh, that we, we we just don't know. So so it's like yeah, we got uh, we got other things we're doing. Uh, we're killing people.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, no no <laughs> don't care, uh, for sure. Uh, that's and you know as I was mentioning Patreon places com, to go, people to kill. <laughs> Patreon.com/Anacherry will have an upload. Of the audio of this whole talk as well as every single citation that we have based our information on and the latest two as I was saying came out in 2018 uh, where the Pentagon doesn't know what they are and in 2019 we had Navy confirming that uh, the way these things operate is outside of current capabilities uh, of our own guys or any any science outside of our
1: science, okay, not just outside of our te- our um, our technology, but outside of our scientific understanding a- understanding of how this must occur. It's like either there's things that that it simply it doesn't things aren't supposed to work like that. There's not there there's effects of inertia that have to be overcome, and these things are not acting like that. And so. as you
0: were saying, some of the pilots were extremely frustrated and upset with this uh because uh the the way these uh objects move in the middle moved into the middle of their formation and violated other protocols that are just so hardwired into the way that pilots and the Navy and all of them work. And the whole military would yeah. say
1: there, there are certain, you know, protocols. that you, There are things you do and you do not fucking ever do, period. You know, uh, it, it's... So it's hard to
0: believe that there are going to be that many loose cannons uh, flying...
1: Operating the most advanced technology that exists. Known to man. Yeah. Right. So that, <laughs> that is uh, above the level of the military. Yeah, they're going to go and just fly right in the middle of a of some military jets and fuck with them, right? That, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, speaking of things that don't make sense... The moon <laughs> so yeah um, aside from mysterious uh, flashes on the moon which uh, I'll let you talk about uh, in a minute now well okay you know what let's start with the flashes let's let's go with that and then uh, the, that was a little older uh, information uh, that in other words it came out um, a couple of years ago however we have information that came out just this year so this one was um, well actually this, this article was also written in uh, 2019 in particular, but the uh, evidence uh, of lights flashing on the moon has been, uh, it went back to, you know. 1950s. 1950s. Not to mention that, who was We've had it?
1: since the 50s and we've never figured out what these uh, several times a week flashes of light on the moon are coming from. So, and the flashes, what they mean by flashes, they can last hours. So, it's not just like a, like a quick little thing. It's like we're talking about, Areas lit up. I don't know why the hell they're using the word flash uh, when it's uh, when it lasts for hours on uh, in certain occasions. But uh, yeah, they they have no idea what it costs, or what 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 the cause is, or what could cause it. Um, you know, the, uh, as usual, it's swamp gas uh, is their best guess. It's
0: uh, electrically charged particles that uh, the solar wind that react with moon dust.
1: Yeah, so it's, you know, there's a, you know, okay, I could see some level of uh, possibility there. But the point is that you can decide when you want to just ignore what's in front of your face. Think about it. Pick somebody you think of as opposition to you. And now think about trying to get them to see your point of view for a moment and see how much they they can completely ignore evidence. Completely ignore it and and come up with some crazy bullshit uh, uh, sideways, you know, way of looking at it and believe it 100%, regardless of how ridiculous it looks. The same is true of you. Same is true of me. Same is true of everyone. Uh, I know everybody, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't want to believe that's true of themselves and they just believe it's true of everyone else. But consider for a moment that maybe you're human, and <laughs> uh, you know, just maybe, and it's in that you do the same thing that you'll come up with these long convoluted excuses excuses to believe whatever it is you want to believe and so you have to do that every once in a while to reassess new information and that's all i'm saying here is reassess a vast amount of information where there's all these various overlaps of the same information pointing to the well different information i mean pointing to the same phenomena various different sources various different things all of them pointing to the same phenomena and that is you know these these things do not seem to be unless of course it's just other countries that really don't like us all that much have way better technology than us and are just uh, they're just waiting uh, on they it. just like us so much that they're you know, or they just don't feel like t- taking us over they just don't feel like it you know uh they're like ah fuck it you know let them you know and, and then and also we're not using any of this super hyper advanced technology either against other countries it, it, which do you really believe those things? Do you believe that one is of these Russia countries Russia our
0: enemy, or are they? You know, yeah, is Russia our
1: enemy, uh, or are they like, and they are they just like, yeah, you poor things, we're so fucking hyper advanced beyond us, you can't even understand our physics, and we're just gonna fuck around with your military and uh do whatever the fuck we like, uh, except for the except any, But for the laws, except when you go and, and cause all these various issues with us, then we're gonna help hold back. And we're gonna, you know, all these different various. We're gonna hold back.
0: And we're gonna resort to cyber hacking. Right.
1: And You know, come on. It's really and then and the same thing is true. You know, it's like uh, uh, China, are, yeah. Well, are we p- just putting up with uh, with all the shenanigans of these other countries or do we have this vastly superior? Technology that we're we when you've got technology that's superior the things that you can do are Do uh, are not limited to just space flight. They're not limited to just you know, the, the, there are that that kind of technology spreads out into a, a vast number of different types of inventions and things that you can do with that level of advancement in physical knowledge and the knowledge of, of energy manipulation, et cetera, that's required for these, the sorts of things that we're talking about here. The, the, any country that had that level of technological advancement would not give a great big flying fuck what the other countries are doing because they just control them, period. They just have them. You know, it's they, 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 at most they'd just be kind of being nice, but you wouldn't, you know, being that far ahead changes the way that you that you interact. In other words, it would be that that country would being that far ahead would the way that they would interact with the world would be vastly different than the way that all the biggest players in this in this world are interacting with each other. Yep. They you know it's it's so it's there's there's a lot of reasons why it's saying it's just some advanced technology that we have just doesn't fucking make any sense.
0: Yeah, so the the moon flashes actually as they were saying it my it's uh could uh, the flashes can be gas uh on the moon's reflecting light um swamp
1: gas off the uh, off the weather balloon? Yep, yeah.
0: swamp gas reflected off of the weather balloon. And yet they still are spending a lot of money on monitoring it. Uh why? Uh, They actually have a pretty sophisticated system of having cameras that, two cameras at least, that keep an eye on the moon night after night. When both cameras register luminous phenomena at the same time, the telescope triggers further action, and they're continuing to monitor this because they're that interested in swamp gas. Wow. Fascinating. Uh, Another thing, though, the moon, um, is the fun, awesome, new... Thing that just came out seven days ago. There's an anomaly on the moon's south pole, and they think it's an asteroid grave. However, a completely totally metal asteroid. That's the thing. Um, but I did want to ask you. Well, I mean,
1: some asteroids do have a lot of metal. A but, lot of metal, but, yeah. But,
0: but well, let me describe this in a minute. Um, but who was it that said um, stepped foot on the moon and it rang like a bell?
1: No, no, they—they they, it wasn't. They stepped foot on it. It's they oh. that they dropped a a probe or dropped a a satellite. Something got dropped on the moon, and the moon rang like a bell for hours. I just In want words, to know the waves. who that. Oh, that's that's like uh that's so well known. I mean, I'm sure you could just Google it. It's yeah, like, probably. Uh, um, moon rang like a bell. Let's see, like a better So that
0: was like goes back to the you know like '50s '60s, like really long time ago. Is, yeah. is what I'm trying to gauge is sort of the timeline of our um. Perception of the moon as having being
1: <laughs> yeah so it metal. it, it um, the the point is that it behaved as though it were, were hollow mm-hmm. uh, and uh, perhaps a satellite yeah like a hollow metal sphere is what it behaved like and uh, and it's it, the the seismic um, waves traveling across the surface from this the, just this small impact uh, doesn't make sense you know based on a moon of the kind that we you know typically. of now there's lots of reasons that people have come up with that that's not it's it doesn't really matter and it's uh you know there's other excuses but given now all these other phenomena perhaps it's not so outlandish that uh that there may be something more going on on the moon than uh than is uh completely mundane and so that's just, it's just one of a uh, of a wide variety of things that now that we know that there are things going on that are beyond our science, beyond our, and, and they're absolutely irrefutable at this point, that there are, if there's UFOs, period. That's not refutable. That's just... It, it's it's no longer it's no longer something you can talk about as like I don't believe it because because you just then you're just uh, well, I mean, I guess if you're a conspiracy theorist, you know, it's like, well, uh, our government and all the other go- governments are in a big conspiracy to make everyone believe that there are UFOs. Sure. You can believe that, I suppose. Uh, whatever. Uh, but it's, the, the truth of so the, the, the oh, no, go is it's just it's accepted by civilization. Now, there are UFOs. That's that's it. What they are, where they come from okay you can you can start arguing about all that but the fact that they're there and they're behaving in certain ways that make no sense according to physics etc that is not something that is uh, you know up for discussion really I mean it, it, everything's up for discussion technically you can you can argue that the moon's made of green cheese if you like but it's it's, it's it, the the Accepted evidence and the number of people who witnessed it and all of these things make it uh, absurd to really go back to the 90s where, you know, the idea of UFOs being there was was just silly and ridiculous. And now cats are fighting like cats. cats <laughs> They're really tearing it up up there. So that, that's just the point. It's like so now the discussion has changed. And a lot of people don't realize how much the discussion has changed, how much it is just a, a – a, kind of a fact of observation now and that hasn't been disseminated very far so there's a lot of people who are still stuck back in you know the 90s or the 80s or whatever not really knowing how much evidence there is not knowing how many different uh changes have happened in our our scientific knowledge level our scientific our our technological level and the perspective that that gives and uh, as well as our observations and releases of information all of those things have changed dramatically in just the past 10 years, and a lot of older people don't really keep up with something that only happened in a decade. Uh, that's that, that's too fast for them, and so you still you still do have tons of people who are going to be way fucking behind on this. They're not going to accept new information, no matter how widely spread it is, no matter how irrefutable it is. They're just going to go. They're going to fall back on their older information. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, there is lots of new information. There is something going on and uh and so that's the uh that's the thing that, that I, I think people need to you know start looking at if you like you know if you like being curious and, and and wondering about what's going on there now i guess the final thing really to uh
0: i got more oh
1: okay go ahead yeah
0: i was just having to deal with them yeah. um and also i couldn't get this image to work now okay so this is the crater uh doesn't look like a crater to me but whatever looks more like a hole inside the moon but that's fine uh, what they're calling it is a crater, and that it is uh, 1,240 uh, miles across or 2,000 kilometers across the far side of the moon, making it the largest uh, crater that planetary scientists know of to date. Now, they're calling it imagine taking a pile of metal five times larger than the big island of Hawaii and burying it underground um, because that's roughly how much unexpected mass we detected. And another interesting thing about it, um, aside from being a a massive amount of uh, unexpected mass, is that, and of course they they think it was a metal asteroid that crashed creating the crater and leaving all this metal behind. Um, The interesting thing here is that the way they found out about it is that they uh, were looking at the gravitational tug of the moon. And uh, they noticed that there was an increased tug that has to do with the South Pole-Aitken basin. And they're like, well, what is happening? Um, And another uh, thing is that, well, their explanation is that one of the explanations, anyway, of this extra mass
1: pole or just the the south pole of the moon. Yeah. Okay. So in other words, it's it's something that that's obviously deeper, and therefore we can, um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of questions about whether or not it's only there, or it could possibly be elsewhere. We're not probing as deeply. Uh, in other places as we are right there because of the fact that that's like, you know, it, it's obviously deeper than other places since it's a larger crater
0: Well, here's the interesting thing about that though is uh, so one of the explanations of this extra mass is that so th- there's basically mass that they found through a yeah, gravitational crater. tug yeah. that they didn't account for and They're thinking that it has to do that. It was the metal from the asteroid that formed the crater and is still embedded in the moon's mantle however um, However, it formed The fact that the mass anomaly is still so prominent and that it seems to be located 186 miles, or 300 kilometers, down, also offers scientists an intriguing idea. These facts suggest that the moon's insides can't be all that gooey. If they were, the moon's gravity would pull this massive patch into the lunar center. So not only is there this interesting um, corroborating evidence <laughs> or rather corro- yeah, not that the, evidence that, but the,
1: that the inside of the moon uh
0: right the inside of the moon well, the, may not be that, that it rang ex- like a bell expect. yeah it rang like a bell there was all this metal at its base to, and to me it looks like a big old hole to and, go and inside and there's
1: there's astronauts and who are on the moon who specifically said that there's aliens up there period period well, no, we don't no, listen no to additional... those
0: astronauts we just listen to all the other ones
1: yeah we don't listen to those astronauts who are like no they're, they're spe- specifically fucking technology up there i saw it my goddamn self I was fucking there, fuck you. Uh, that's you know, that's that's what uh, more than one astronaut astronaut has basically said. And uh, but or we could just believe they're crazy. All the other people are crazy. All we can ignore all of this these massive amounts of other evidence is all well. It's all just unexplained. I'm going to leave it unexplained. I'm not going to deal with it in my head. But I'm going to deny that it's a, that it's this one thing. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm definitely going to deny for sure it's this one thing.
0: That all of them
1: tend to uh you know, all these things tend to point towards.
0: Sorry, I like to poke fun of atheists when I can. Um but I don't know what it is, but it definitely isn't that. It's like ah
1: okay. Uh, Maybe you gotta gotta be a little more agnostic, not just uh, Maybe just a little bit. (laughs) Um
0: Okay, so I didn't realize what time it was. Um we Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, can you navigate to the thing we've got to go to and, and reach out to some of those people uh, while we'll have a song playing us out. And uh, we will uh, see you all next Monday in a, a little bit more relaxed uh, cherry stone.
1: But yeah, hop on below. Tell me why I'm full of shit. Uh, and uh, Leave us
0: comments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or say, yeah, that's fucking interesting. I'm going to look into it. Whatever you like. Uh, but yeah, leave some comments. Duke it out with some people because this, this shit's fun. I You know, it's uh if nothing else i mean we can't really speak authoritatively about it even though you know there is certain things that you can say yeah that navy definitely said this and there's like there's things like that you can you can at least say somebody said something but you know when it comes down to it we we uh, we can't know a lot of things for sure and, and that's all we're
0: saying we're saying all these people said this thing you know Well, and I'm then also saying. I also
1: saying my opinion I mean yeah, I'm saying course. my opinion and my belief that it's like that, that it's very strongly leaning towards there's something going on in our world that it's not what we have believed for a long period of time and that our, uh, our the advancement of technology and knowledge and information and things has made it where now we're starting to understand that our beliefs from the past may just be belief systems that we were upholding for way too long and now we have overwhelming evidence and we're just having a hard time accepting what we're seeing right in front of our eyes but in a, that's what humans do but hey but that's my belief uh, you know let um, us know what you think let us know what you think give them the comments below I love your faces and we'll see <laughs> you
0: Monday smash
1: that like button follow subscribe do all that shit
0: do the thing help us grow so we can annoy more and more people with <laughs> or our or I will punch you in,
1: in the nads instead of the throat
0: I'll punch your grandma in the throat
1: I'll punch your grandma in the nads
0: <laughs> that's right alright leave a thumbs up Leave a comment if you agree or disagree with us. And we will see you all on Monday. Next Monday. <laughs> Hopefully. Theoretically. Maybe. Definitely join our Discord. I will leave it in the pinned comment along with some other things. That um, should be ready in a bit. So we'll see you all later. Thanks for listening.